Welcome to the audio ministry of Nanda Flora Williams. She is a speaker, author, psalmist, and coach. As you listen, be inspired, motivated, and challenged. So I was talking about just an experience I had, and I'll go over it, and I'll just talk about what happened. I said before we started this podcast that we were talking about... Um, betrayal having a discussion around it and how we struggle with it especially when it happens within the confines of friendships or relationships that are built in church we expect that because we're christians then part of what christianity is about is having faithful friendships and so we don't expect that that should happen to us in church but we see that that happens okay so I was talking about my experience and what, what had happened to me. I don't want to go into too much detail, so it's not very obvious whatever I'm talking about. I had this friend. I think there was some misunderstandings about some things. But what I could see in my relating to them, at first, it began like this. When I was in my quiet moments, God kept laying them in my heart over and over and over again. And I noticed that with me, how God deals with me sometimes when he's speaking to me about something that is that that maybe it's going to happen or something that is not right he he would lay some he keeps speaking to me in a certain way so they they would they would rest on my heart and on my spirit rest on my heart and on my spirit and as they rested on my heart there would always be a check just a check just a check almost like a warning which i didn't need my usual fashion i think i was just really just like i didn't quite take it too seriously I just went on. I just, I noticed little, little things. Like when we'd come to arrive for something, the person would scurry up and try to get there on time, even though we had arrived at the same time. And just just little things that they tried to do. And I, I just, at first I just said, well, okay, I don't know, that's their thing. But then it, it just grew in different just different things happen. I'm trying not to be, like I said, not too specific. So I think with time, different little things happened. And by the time I added them up together, I realized that this person, even though I felt that they were my friend, not that they are not, and I was supporting, trusted, believed in them, that's not the same way that maybe they, they were relating to me. I'll it that way. They were re- relating to me. So I think when I discovered and a series of things, very painful things happened, which showed me that they were out for their own interest and almost protecting something that they had. So I struggled a lot because in my mind, I didn't have thoughts or feelings the same kind of thoughts or feelings that they thought I had, I just really was just, they're just, they're just my friend. That's just what they were. There was just nothing complicated. I was happy for them. So when I found that thing, I ended up heartbroken. That's the truth. And I was really, really sad because the things that in my spirit that God has spoken to me about them that I was meant to do in their lives was to be a blessing was to lift them, was to support them. But I think they perceived it a different way. So it took me two, like two weeks. I ended up sick, really. I was, I was, I was ill. I had a flu, but it wasn't. It was, it was a flu physically. 
but I had I think I had more I had emotional I was just I was just heartbroken and I just was sick for two weeks but I think more than anything I was perplexed at the fact that their actions sort of revealed something to me that I thought was very strange and very foreign foreign to us as Christians that should, should have been foreign in the context of the friendship that we all had so it took me a while to process it and I just want to talk about maybe some steps that I went through and some things that I walked through that helped me to deal with um, the betrayal if you've been betrayed or you you're walking through it or it's happened to you um, just an encouragement Jesus knows how you feel because it happened to him and you know the Bible says that we have a high priest who is touched by the feelings of our infirmity so he was tempted in every way. So Jesus walked through it. He knows how you feel and he knows what you're going through and he understands. Because sometimes when we have the hurts, the feelings and the pain, you know, we just feel that oh, we're Christians, we get over it. Actually, it's not something that you just get over like that because one of the things that happened to me was the person would come up to me to try to talk to me and I, I just couldn't, of, of course I would respond because of course I couldn't be rude. But I found it very hard to just like, just be smiling and joking about it because it, it, it was painful, you know. So it's not something to just brush over or gloss over. It's something that needs to be dealt with properly. I think Lester Sumrall, listening to Lester Sumrall on one of his messages, he was saying that people can be fickle. You don't like put your whole trust sort of in man. And Jesus said in John chapter 2, he said uh, he didn't give himself to any man. He loves all of us, but he does. He didn't give himself to any man. The Bible says that they're saying Hosanna, Hosanna, and everything, and praising him for what he had done, and he was wonderful. Still, the same people that were saying crucify him at the end. So, I think if Jesus had given himself to man, he would have probably been schizophrenic because one minute uh, people are singing your praise, the next minute the Sadducees and the Pharisees are following you around to kill you, or to catch you up, to trap you. I, I, sometimes when I read through the the gospels i really wonder how jesus lived because he was constantly under scrutiny constantly being tested he was dealing with you know a lot but he was faithful i think that shows us god's keeping power that god is able to keep us he's able to sustain us through difficulty and through challenges okay so i said i'll, I'll talk about how to deal with betrayal so when people experience betrayal sometimes you have shock sometimes you have denial you know when you just think that, no, that's not really happening. Disbelief, you can't believe that that's happening. Sadness, you get angry, you have deep disappointment. These were all things that I went through during those two weeks. Emotional betrayal is one of the most painful experiences that you can go through in life. Psychologists say that it leaves deep emotional scars, activating the same areas of the brain as physical pain activates. That's what they say about betrayal. So you see, it's really intense. So Luke 17, from verse 1 to 4, Jesus said to his disciples, stumbling blocks, temptations, and traps set to lure one to sin are sure to come. But woe, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone as large as one turned by a donkey were hung around his neck and he were hurled into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble in sin 
and lose faith. People that have been betrayed and that's not an excuse to leave church, but they've been betrayed and they don't have anything to do with church. Or they've been betrayed and they, they just sort of come to tick the box in church. They are no longer there because they just, they just don't believe anything that anyone is saying. You know, so God says that, you know, it would be better for you to have a stone round your neck and you're thrown into the sea than for you to cause someone else to sin or to lose faith. Verse 3 says, Pay attention and always be on your guard, looking out for one another. If your brother sins and disregards God's precepts, solemnly warn him. And if he repents and changes, forgive him. It says if your brother sins and disregards God's precepts. With that particular experience I had, I remember talking to the person the first time and they just glossed over it. They were just like, oh, we all make mistakes. Oh, yes, it's, yes, no, yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, all of us, all of us. And they just went on. And I thought, this is serious stuff. Um, and my heart is bleeding and you're just glossing over the issue. Just... And every time I tried to revisit the issue, they just played with it. Like, I think they knew that what they had done was wrong, but they wouldn't address it. And I just could not understand that because I think if something's wrong, let's bring it out to the open. Let's talk about it. Let's deal with it. And let's get on. Let's move on. It, it doesn't, I don't, you don't lose. In fact, for me, you have, I have more respect for you when you address the issue than when you gloss and pretend that it's not there. Okay, so... Verse 3 says, pay attention, always be on your guard, looking out for one another. If your brother sins and disregards God's precepts, solemnly warn him. And if he repents and changes, forgive him. Mm. Well, also that's relative. What if this, your brother is not in a position where you can just walk up to them, like in a cultural context where they're an elder, you cannot just walk up to them and just say, actually, this is what you've done. Well, maybe you should. Maybe you should look for a way to say it as respectfully as you can or a way to deal with it. Because if it's not dealt with, it becomes an issue. It says, verse 4 it says, Even if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times. Oh, this is the hard part. And says, I repent. You must forgive him. That is, give up resentment and consider the offense recalled and annulled. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that you've been blessed, encouraged, and transformed to go out and make a difference.